0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hello and greetings in Jesus' mighty name. I want to praise God for another wonderful week that the Lord has given us in the presence of God to worship God and to honor His mighty, mighty name. Over the last week, we were looking at a wonderful, wonderful message about a life of gratitude. And it's been on my heart. The Lord has been, you know, working on my heart in this particular area and I've also been joyfully wanting to share about this particular topic in these weeks because I know... It's got tremendous amount of things that can affect our life when we walk in a heart of gratitude. And we can miss out many things when we live a life without gratitude. So we saw last week that gratitude is a posture of our heart and a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, both tangible and intangible. We receive many tangible and intangible things, and it's the posture of our heart. It's one, it is the attitude of our heart that we are keeping all the time in front of us, immaterial of circumstances, what happens or not. It is both the posture of our heart and a thankful appreciation of what we receive or what others do for for us. So we saw last week, that there were many benefits of being grateful or benefits of being thankful we saw the research talked about how grateful people uh, were actually more happier they felt more positive emotions people who practice gratefulness were thankful for this and thankful for that and thankful for god and thankful for people they were just happier and they were holier and they were had a lot more positive emotions They relished good experiences. They they saw things happen to their life and they had more good experiences in life. They saw an improvement in their health. People saw themselves getting healed and whole and all of that. They began to be able to deal with adversity. Some people are complaining all the time. When difficult things come and there's more complaints. And more difficult things come and there's more anger and more rage and more complaint. But grateful people begin to deal with adversity. They would step back, take a deep breath and let's say, "Hmm, I believe we can do something about this. God will take me through this. Grateful people had stronger relationships in their life. They had people in their life they were grateful for and they just had stronger relationships in their life. In fact, the happiest people on the earth are not the richest, not the smartest, not the most beautiful, not the greatest innovators. The happiest people on earth, have been found to be people that just known God and are just grateful to God for everything God has done in their life. But the sad truth is that most of us aren't grateful people like we saw last week. The sad truth is that when it comes to having a spirit, a heart of gratefulness, so many of us fall short of the standards of God or the heart of God. We are so much better at grumbling. We're so much better at complaining. So much better at blaming others for our unhappiness. Despite everything that happens in our life, all the good things that come our way, many times, many of us are constantly unhappy. I want us today for our... uh, I want us to look at Matthew's gospel today and chapter 18. And I want to look at verse 21 through 35. And I think this is a very, very powerful portion of scripture. Matthew's gospel chapter 18, verse 21 through 35. It's the famous parable of the unmerciful or ungrateful servant. The Bible says in verse 21 onwards, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Now evidently Peter was wronged. Peter was feeling the pain of being wrong and he felt what they did or what they did against me is not right. How many times? Up to seven times? Now Peter thought he should just Throw a a number out there. Is it up to seven times I should forgive this person, this brother, this sister? And Jesus answered and said, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, this would have been a strange answer. Now, oftentimes when I've thought about this number 70 times seven, I did the math and I knew it was 490 times. I was thinking, well, that's quite a number of times, but nevertheless... What if somebody is troubling us more than 490 times? 491st time! Oh, I have permission to get back. No, that is not what Jesus was saying. That was a, a you know, a, a phrase or a metaphor by which God was saying it's not seven times but 70 times seven, which means it's by saying many, 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 many number of times, innumerable number of times God wants us To continue to forgive people. It's not sufficient to stop at some point. And then Jesus goes on to tell a story. He says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like. He begins to share this. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to or is like unto. God wanted to bring a new standard in the kingdom. He's saying, Peter you're asking me seven times? Is seven times forgiveness enough? And then he says, Seventy times seven, which is... Numerous number of times, and he says, "Now let me talk about this kingdom. Let me talk about the kingdom of God. It's like unto this: a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants, and as he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. You see, there was a ten thousand talent. Somebody brought, or you know, had owed the king so much, and since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife, that his children, all that he had." And the repayment was to be made by selling him and his wife and his children and everything that the repayment was made. At this moment, the servant fell down on his knees before him, before the king. And he cried out and saying, have patience with me. And I will repay everything. Can you please be patient with me? And I will repay everything. And the, and the servant's king, master, took pity on him. Cancel the debt. This is not repaid the debt. Cancel the debt. This is not just let him out of prison. This is cancel the debt and let him go. You know, it's one thing to be allowed to be given more time to repay the debt. It's quite another thing for the king to have pity on somebody and cancel the debt. And he let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of the fellow servants, slaves, who owed him a 100 Dinner, or a hundred silver coins if you may he grabbed him the bible says and choked him can you imagine can you look at the picture what the bible is saying he grabbed him and he choked him began to choke him saying pay back what you owe give me back what you owe you cannot i will not let you and this person the fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him and said please be patient with me And I will pay it back. The exact thing this man asked of the king. Please be patient of me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison. Until he could pay the debt. For a hundred denarii or a hundred silver pieces. He threw the fellow servant into prison. When the other servants saw what had happened. They were outraged. And they went and told their master everything that had happened. And the master called the servant in and calls him a word. He says, you wicked servant, you wicked servant. I forgive you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just like I had on you? In anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. When God of heaven looked down at this servant who refused to have mercy. Who was ungrateful for the cancellation of his debt. When God looked at this servant who owed him 10,000 you know, talents. Uh, maybe 10,000 bags of gold. And, and he owed the king so much. And the king had pity on him and cancelled it. And when the king saw how this man was ungrateful. I want to point out this word ungrateful, unmerciful. A grateful heart is a merciful heart. Many times we want others to be merciful to us. But we are unable to be merciful to them. Because we have an ungrateful heart. We want God to be merciful to us. We want God to be kind to us. But we are unable to be merciful and kind to others because we have an ungrateful heart. The Lord looks at people that have an ungrateful heart and God you, does not mince word, doesn't minimize it. He says there's one word that I call ungrateful people and he says, you wicked servant, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Could you not even forgive? A little bit to the one that owed it to you. And then, this is a key verse I don't want you to miss. Verse 35. Verse 35, Jesus is telling Peter, the story is being told to Peter and to others. He's 35, he says, This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Jesus was telling Peter, Peter, you have no idea when you're dealing with unforgiveness... When you're dealing with ingratitude, you have no idea of the severe consequences of ingratitude. Peter, I wish you understood the consequence of an ungrateful heart, the consequence of an unforgiving heart. Peter, I wish you'll understand, oh, that you would never, ever, ever ask me again, should I forgive seven times? Isn't that too much? Seven times is so many times, Jesus. How many times should I forgive my brother and sister? And he says, Peter, if you knew the consequence of ingratitude, you would never have asked me that question. You'd have gone on to say, Jesus, it's my privilege and honor to forgive. It's my privilege and honor to forget. Lord, to cancel the debt against people. It's my privilege and honor to have a grateful heart. Because I'm constantly remembering, Lord, what you have done for me. Rather than constantly complaining about what my husband, my wife, my parents have not done for me. Constantly complaining about my bosses, my leaders or what others have not done for me. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 says like this. It says, mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, and then the Bible says, ungrateful and unholy. Ungrateful, a sign of the last days. Many times, when we see wicked people outside, ungrateful, and they're living, you know, selfish, ungrateful lives, we look at them and we think in our heart, oh, you know. This is what Jesus was talking about the last days. That people are going to be ungrateful. And we look at others and we think in our heart, this is what the word of God is talking about. That people are going to be ungrateful. But my question is, just what if the Lord was looking at your heart and my heart? Just what if the Lord was looking at your heart and my heart and thinking, these are the last days. What if God was looking at your heart and my heart and thinking about us when He spoke about ungratefulness in the last days. I read an article, uh, you know, in the Charisma magazine, the Charisma News one day, it said like this, it's an article uh, that went like this, it says, I read about how 25% of all the U.S. women suffer from some sort of depression and more than 12 million women will suffer from some form of clinical depression in their lifetime. There is an epidemic of pessimism, anxiety and hopelessness that has erupted in the United States and beyond. This is power for the course of any sociological system that is not built upon being thankful to a creator. Romans chapter 121 says, teaches us, teaching that being thankful is the cornerstone Being unthankful is the cornerstone sin of all other sins. With a trajectory that leads to covetousness. Worshipping creatures more than worshipping God. All sexual sins including all kinds of sexual sin. Pride, gossip and all kind of malice. That eventually lead to full scale rebellion against God. In essence... Praising God is good. Psalm 92 verse 1 says. Not just because it makes us feel closer to God. But because it's perhaps the most counter culture thing we can do. To show our resistance against Satan's kingdom. Don't miss that one. Praising God. And being grateful to God for what God has done for us. Is the most Counterculture thing we can do against Satan's kingdom. thanking God for the people God has given us in our life, the opportunity, thanking God for the provision, thanking God for the family, thanking God for the husband, thanking God for the wife, thanking God for the church, thanking God for the leaders, thanking God for everything in our life, is the most counterculture thing we can do to show our resistance against Satan's kingdom. Which is steeped in insurrection against the Lord Jesus Christ and the mandate of God's kingdom. By living lives that are worshipful, the article goes on to say, we show that we do not depend on circumstances, on people, on material blessing, or on the pleasures of this world in order to be satisfied. This is the antithesis of the kingdom of Darkness that is built upon pride, lust and greed. Ungratefulness built on pride, lust and greed. In regards to the kingdom culture, my greatest difficulty is adapting my mind continually to practice praise and thanksgiving towards God. This involves intentionally engaging my mind, not only my spirit, In order that my thoughts in a manner... To order my thoughts in a manner that pleases God. 70% of all that we think and do is unconscious. Thus we are all acting out our lives based on mostly negative thoughts. That are embedded in our souls. It's important for us to break out of this mental bondage. If we are going to enter the promised land of our soul and destiny. Or else... We will wind up like the children of Israel who did not praise God and were grumbling in the wilderness which resulted in unbelief and wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. An ungrateful heart is the heart of one who for sure is going to spend the many years of their life wandering in the wilderness ...without seeing the fulfillment of God's promises on their life. There are severe consequences for ungratefulness. You wicked and unfaithful, ungrateful servant. There are severe consequences. And we are going to look at some of that in time. But why actually in the meantime... ...are people ungrateful and unthankful... ...when they know there are severe consequences? See, one of the fundamental reasons why people are ungrateful and unthankful... People are ungrateful because most often people live selfish lives. People live selfish lives. Our hearts are so full of selfishness. We are self-centered, proud, fearful and selfish. It's all about me. It's about my life. I end up becoming ungrateful because I feel that I have earned the right to be treated well. That I am, I need to be treated well. Hey, we forget we are living in a fallen world. We forget that we're living in a wicked world. We forget that God has had mercy on us. And we believe I have the right, I've earned everything. We become proud. We become prideful of everything we've done and everything we've earned. In fact, we say to ourselves, I've worked hard to get that job. I've I, I worked extremely hard for that career and for that degree that I hold. You know, I really know that I earned that prestigious award. That was my hard work. In fact, a bumper sister, a sticker goes like this. The bumper sticker reads like this. It says, I couldn't have done it without me. You know, it's all about me. Everybody, please notice me. Please great, be grateful to me. Psalm 10 and verse 4 says, The wicked, in the haughtiness of his countenance, or his face, does not seek God. All his thoughts are, there is no God. The one that is not able to seek God or give gratitude to God, the one the Bible calls, is wicked. In fact, what happens with our life, is that we take people for granted. We become entitled. What is entitlement? Entitlement is the feeling in my heart that I deserve good. I have earned the right to be treated well. I deserve to be taken care of. I deserve to be, you know, everything well to happen to my life. The story is told of two old friends who met on the street. One of them looked really sad. Almost on the verge of tears and his friend asked, What has the world done to you, my friend? Why are you looking so sad? And the sad fellow said, well, three weeks ago, an uncle of mine died and he left me $40,000. His other friend went, wow, that's a lot of money, $40,000. he said, yes. But two weeks ago, a cousin I never knew, he died and left me $85,000. Free and clear, no debt, nothing, no strings attached. His friend went, whoa, that's amazing. That your cousin left you $85,000. Then he says, sounds like you've been really blessed. And his sad friend said, well, you don't understand. He interrupted. Last week, my great-grand-aunt passed away. And I inherited almost $250,000. Now his friend was really confused. He said, why do you look so sad? Well, he said, this week, I didn't get anything. This week, I didn't get any money. Can you imagine... I mean, three weeks ago, my uncle, 40,000. Two weeks ago, 85,000. Last week, 250,000. But I am now unhappy, complaining, ungrateful, because this week, I didn't get anything. We often forget about the amount of things, the ways God has blessed us. In our homes, our families, the, the ability to learn, the ability to do well, the grace, the gifts, the talents God has given us. And we forget all of that and we complain, this week I did not get my due, my share or what I believe I'm entitled to give. This is how how many of us live our lives. We live our lives ungrateful. We live our lives, you know, without being able to thank God. We live our lives entitled. And I want you to know, the Bible says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is not one righteous. No, not one. And it is we who have lived. We, are, we deserve hell. We deserve an eternity away from God. And God, who has been rich in mercy, showed us mercy, that we can live a life ahead with a heart of gratitude. One of the first things why we live ungrateful lives is because we are full of ourselves. We are full of I, me, mine and myself. And so when I am so focused on myself, How do I spend my life focusing on others? A second reason why many of us are unable to be grateful to God and to people is because many of us live a life of fear, a life of doubt and a life of suspicion. We're unable to be grateful to God because we've been wounded in life and we we have fears now. What if that happens to me? what if this happens to me someone comes and blesses you with something and you wonder in your heart what what's on their mind what's behind their mind oh my boss's boss has given me a pay raise what's on the back of his mind or her mind that what do they want are they going to you know squeeze the life out of me many times we live a life of suspicion we're suspicion when people bless us there's suspicion when when anybody does something around us and this becomes our character the Bible says in Genesis in chapter 3 the Bible talks about the story of the creation of man Adam and Eve was created and the Bible says the first thing God does for them is he blesses them he blessed them and said be fruitful multiply fill the earth subdue it and have dominion over everything I mean what a blessing can there be a greater blessing upon mankind than that be fruitful multiply fill the earth you know rule have dominion and and, and God had told them Over all the earth, everything, everything. But in the garden, God says, you can eat of all the trees in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. You can eat of everything else. Now think about it. A God who blessed a couple with every fruit-bearing tree in the garden, everything possible except these two. And then God had blessed them with everything on the face of the whole planet. And said you will rule, you will subdue, you will multiply, you will fill it and you will be supplied for with everything. But it is at that time, Satan comes as a snake. And he comes and he speaks to Adam and Eve and he tells, did God tell you that you should not eat of this tree? And Eve says, not only did God say you should not eat of this tree, God also said if you touch it, you will die. And Satan begins to lie to Eve and Adam and say, Oh, God knows you won't die. The truth is, God knows you won't die. He's just a jealous God. He's selfish about your well-being. He's selfish because he knows if you eat of this, this fruit is more powerful than the creator himself. If you will eat of this fruit, you will become like God. Satan put in Eve and Adam's heart a desire A desire to take the place of God When we live ungrateful lives We take the place of God in our life When we live ungrateful lives We take the place of God And we begin to doubt the character and the nature of God This is what ingratitude makes us do When fear is there in our heart You see she doubted the generosity of God Adam doubted the generosity of God and got upset with a little thing that they did not get. How often in our lives, brothers, sisters, how often in our lives, we forget the large heartedness of people around us. We forget the large heartedness of our leaders, our parents, our children, our, our friends of, of God. And we forget all the things that God has done for us. And we focus on that little thing that we did not get. We are ungr- Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. We doubt our leader's character. We doubt God's character and nature. God can't be a good God. If God was a good God, He would have given me that. He would have blessed me with everything I feel entitled about. And we end up focusing on how people have wronged us. They felt wronged by God. Satan made Adam and Eve feel wronged by God. Brothers, sisters, have you been feeling wronged by God? Have you been feeling wronged by God? When I was growing up, I would think in my heart, I wish I was born in another nation. I was, I wish I was, I was living in another country, a more well-off nation, or I wish I I, I had opportunities that, uh, that, uh, you know, I could have from other places. Forgetting how well-off we already were in comparison to other people. We forgot how much opportunity we already had. In comparison to others. Our problem is that ungrateful hearts are always comparing with others. Ungrateful hearts are feeling entitled. Oh I'm comparing my income, my salary with others. I'm comparing the life I live with others. I'm comparing my marriage with others. I'm comparing my parents with others. I wish I had better parents, better homes, better marriage, better people. I wish I had it better. And God is saying... You don't know how much worse many, many other people have had. Ungrateful people are constantly suspicious of the goodness of God. Not only of the goodness of God, ungrateful people are also suspicious of the goodness of their leaders, of people around them. We end up thinking that others are going to take advantage of me. You know, if I'm kind to them, they'll take advantage of me. They will call me a dudhead. They'll call me a dumbhead. They will think, I'm just so kind. And, and so they will take advantage of me. People of God, I want you to know. Jesus was not afraid of being taken advantage of. Now, so you see, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, enemies of the cross, Christ Jesus died for us that, that we might be, you know, that we would be saved. Jesus was not afraid Of being taken advantage of. Because he knew who he was. The Bible says, he came to lay down his life. Now, you might be asking, Pastor, are you telling me it's okay that everybody takes advantage of me? My answer is yes and no. People, they may take advantage of us. It's not right for people to take advantage of all the time. But the fact is, we should be okay with people from time to time. Taking advantage of us because we know that God has sent us to be a blessing to them. When we are a blessing to people, when we love people, we forgive the fact that they take advantage of us. Isn't that that how parents are with their children? When children, you know, take advantage of the parents, parents still are kind to the children. Why? Because of love. They don't want to live in suspicion of children's character. When people take advantage of our lives, sometimes we allow them to because we are large hearted. Why? Because God has filled our heart with his love. That we know that it is for such and such a reason we have come to this season of our life that we can be a blessing to others. I am not saying that they should all the time. But I am saying we should not shy away for we know in our heart that God has sent us for a time such as now. You know, fearful people don't want others to take advantage of them. Many times I have seen a lot of Christians they will say, uh, you know, I remember one Christian, one man of, uh, you know, not not a man of God, one Christian who had a big salary. Uh, uh, he had a, he had, you know, one of the multinationals known around the world. And this guy was like up there. One day he came to me and he said, Dr. John, I want to, I want you to help me with something. I said, what is it? He said, I want you to find me 10 pastor's children who have the best marks, top marks. And I want to support their education. Now, when I heard this, uh, I was I was upset in my heart. I was upset. Because this man wants to support the pastor's children who have top marks. And I was thinking in my heart, genetically people are wired differently. Somebody will be good at math, somebody will be good at music, somebody will be good at... And he wants to support only the children of the pastors that are achieving. Which means he wants... To help great achievers in certain fields because he feels that's the field which he needs to support. I thought in my heart, if the Lord were to walk up to him or me and say, I want to support those who are people who, you know, who deserve to be forgiven, who deserve to be supported. Many times in the kingdom of God, we want to be part of ministries that have high output. If you do something, it has to be high output. What? ungodliness what wickedness that is do you think God has invested into your life and my life because of our high output if God were to bless us according to our output we wouldn't be anywhere the Bible says because of his great mercy towards us a God because of his great mercy towards us he showed us grace if that should not make us grateful then I don't know what what will God wants us to be grateful. Don't walk in fear and doubt and suspicion of what others will take advantage of your life. Walk through life with a happy heart. Bless those that curse you. Be, you know, bless them that are taken advantage of you. Why? Only a large-hearted, God-like person can bless even his enemies. The third reason why people why third reason why people are ungrateful, live ungrateful lives. Is because they don't take time to meditate on what God and people have done for us. Many times in our life we forget. We don't take time to reflect. And I think it's very important for every one of us. Many of us are blessed in so many ways. We need to take time to think about and reflect about how God has supplied all our needs according to his riches and glory. As I was growing up, I've heard my father so many times just sigh and say, God's been so good to us. It's so important for us to never forget how God and people are the reason for us coming thus far. Many people prayed for us. Many people stood in the gap for us. We forget what God has done. We would think that all these blessings should actually make us grateful people. But oftentimes, when we become affluent, when we become blessed, when we become financially sound, Many, many affluent, financially sound people are discontent. They are discontent with life, ungrateful. And this ingratitude becomes the byproduct of our discontent. And it becomes the byproduct of our increasing desires. When we didn't achieve much, we would be praying, God, my only desire, I must pass this exam. And then somehow you pass through and... God got you a job and you were street smart and you came up and you were good at one thing and you did that well. And, and you came forward thinking in your heart, you know, this has been because of my hard work and, and I want you to know. And then you pray, God, the only prayer I have is the next thing you must do for me. And then you have the only prayer I have is the next thing you must bless me. And I want you to know so many people are ungrateful in their life because they are increasing desire. The world and its lust thereof shall perish. He who does the will of God Shall abide forever People of God It's very hard to be grateful When we can't Be happy with what God has already blessed us with We're always looking at the next thing we don't have We're always looking at the next thing That is not available to us We're always looking at the next thing That people have not done for us And we forget about the thousands of things The mighty things God prepared for us. Many times our hearts are so full of ingratitude because we don't know how to meditate on the things God and man has done for us. The fourth reason why many of us are ungrateful is because we walk with a company of ungrateful people. When you've grown up in a complaining home, your heart will be full of complaints. When you walk with the company of... ...of ungrateful, negative, critical people... ...you and I end up becoming negative and critical. When we've grown up in a dysfunctional home, fearful home... ...we end up becoming fearful. When we grow up and we walk with ungrateful people... ...the Bible says in First Corinthians 15 and verse 33... ...and the Bible says... ...bad company corrupts good character. Which means you, you, you and I walk with bad company... It begins to influence our character. But the converse is true. Good company influences bad character too. I believe when you walk with the grateful, when we, you and I walk with the thankful, when you and I walk with the people that are praising God at all times, thankful for the good times and thankful for the bad times, when you and I hang around with such people, somehow that begins to influence our heart. We begin to praise God for the good times. We begin to praise Him for the bad times. And the time we spend with these negative people makes us negative, And the time we spend with praising grateful people makes us grateful. People of God, I think we need to take time to make sure that our hearts are walking with godly people. Finally, the final reason why I believe many of us have become ungrateful Because we have continually walked in ingratitude That our hearts have hardened And now ingratitude has become our nature Ingratitude is not just an action anymore Ingratitude has become our nature This is who we become That even if God blesses us Even if people do good to us even if there are things that our parents have blessed us with or our families have been kind to us or our friends have gone out of their way or things God has done in His abundant mercy to us. We have practiced ingratitude so much, complaining so much, bickering and, you know, backbiting so much. That's has become our nature. Don't let ungratefulness become your nature. The Bible says there are severe consequences to an ungrateful heart. Don't allow that to come into your heart. Our hearts are hardened. The Bible says, Romans chapter 1 verse 21 says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. They did not honor Him as God and give thanks, even though they knew God. You know, it's an honorable heart. That's a grateful heart. Only when we know how to honor other people, as small as they are, as inconsequential as they are, can you honor the the little person... Of no consequence Only then can you be grateful For what they have contributed To your life and my life We need to walk down the streets And walk down our workplaces and, and find people that we can be grateful for If you are the boss of a company If you are a leader of a department Make it your practice to walk up to people Tap their shoulder and say thank you Thank you Be a grateful person Do they know you as an angry boss? How do they know you as an ungrateful employee? Walk up and say, thank you. Thank you for being who you are in my life. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God, and did not give thanks, but they became futile in their speculation and foolish hearts were darkened. Ungrateful people, the Bible says, because we don't give thanks... We will become futile in our speculation, imagination. Which means we will start imagining up foolish things. Ungrateful people will start imagining crazy things. Foolish speculations and darkened hearts. Ungrateful people will have darkened hearts. Even though others are good to us. Our hearts will be so dark and we will only find what they have not been good to us. Even though people have been kind to us, we will only see those places where they have not been kind. We end up becoming critical, negative and our response to life will be one of ingratitude. Brothers and sisters, pray with me today. Are you in that place of having an ungrateful heart? Maybe today you recognize that you've been living a selfish life. It's about you, it's about self-preservation It's about self-protection Protecting your own life And God would say God God doesn't stand with selfishness But God would say I want you to grow and mature To be a selfless person You don't serve because it's beneficial to you Serve because God loves the people God has called you to serve God loves the people God has called you to serve Repent of selfishness Are you someone who's right now struggling with fear Doubt and suspicion Of the people around you That they will take advantage of you Has your heart been so broken Through years of living in a dysfunctional home Under a dysfunctional Father, mother, leader, brother, sister I don't know I don't know what's been your story But the love of God right now is flowing upon your life God wants to fill your heart with His love That you will be a grateful person Maybe right now The Holy Spirit is Telling you Can you begin to reflect Can you begin to remember The things God has done for you Can you begin to think of the things God has done for you People have done for you Oh reflect of those things The Holy Spirit is encouraging you and me Right now walk away From bad company Walk away from people that are negative negative. People that are ungrateful, don't let them influence you. Walk away from them. Don't allow these things to begin to influence your life. And the Holy Spirit is saying today, if you harden your heart, if ingratitude has become your nature, repent right now in the presence of God. Say, Father, I have sinned before heaven and before you. I have become an ungrateful person that so much of my life is complaining. I want to live with a grateful heart for all the things you have given me. I want to take time to see all the things you have done for me. I want to think about your love. I want to think about your goodness. I want to think about your grace that has brought me through till now. I want to find... Reasons to be grateful. I submit my life. And give you the glory. In Jesus mighty name. Amen and Amen. People of God. I want to encourage you today. Go find people. That you can say thankful. Thank you to. Find people and just be grateful. Maybe last week you found some people. And told them how grateful you are for them. Go ahead find others. I'm sure there are others. People, there are people that you're upset with, you're angry with, but yet they have blessed your life in tremendous ways. There are people you're suspicious about, that you have been suspicious about their intent, about their character. I want you to go out and write them a good thank you note, give them a call and say thank you. You will be surprised how their attitude will change towards you. And even if they don't, you'll be grateful to know God will call you my good and faithful servant. And when you come to glory, you will have heaven's rewards upon your life. God bless you. Go and find those people that you can be grateful to. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in.